Hello, this is Shay Spitz with Business Unscripted, and I am here with Scott Miller. Hello there. How are you doing, Shay? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Yes. Yeah, so, Scott, you kind of you're kind of part of a lot of different organizations, businesses here in the Columbus area. So, tell me a little bit about you and maybe some of the businesses that you kind of run and operate on a daily basis. Okay. Well, I'm a lifelong resident of Columbus uh, and the Columbus area. I grew up on a farm uh, southwest of Columbus between Columbus and Duncan. And uh, when my brother got married, we kicked the family off the farm and moved into Columbus so I could finish <laughs> up my schooling here. I uh, then went to the university. I got a degree in ag, uh, animal science and uh, knew I was always going to come back to the farm. And uh, so I started working with my brother and my father. Mm-hmm. And over a number of years, uh, uh, we developed our own businesses and I moved okay. up by Platt Center. And had a, I uh, was trying to build a cattle feed yard and some, uh, you know, the, the normal farming, family farmer business. Yep. And uh, had the opportunity to feed cattle for other people. Mm-hmm. And th- that started me on a path of, of uh, providing services to others. Uh, and I enjoyed doing that. Enjoyed starting uh, uh, watching what the, how the business evolved mm-hmm. and kind of just kept going with the flow. Yeah. And as uh, things, you know, some worked out well, some didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kept getting me a little more encouraged. Uh, so I started branching even outside the the traditional ag fields. Yeah. Yeah. So the feedlot that you're re- referencing, is that kind of out by where I live, right? The one out by Plot Center? Yes. East of Plot Center? Yep. Just. So we sold that uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, so I have two boys, uh, Brandon and Jordan. Okay. Uh, neither of them wanted to come back and run a, a traditional ag production business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan's a CPA here in Columbus. Oh, and, yes. And then uh, Brandon is actually in Lincoln, and he is a uh, web systems or IT uh, oh CTO, whatever you want to call those, yeah. uh, that position. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, uh, but both are actively involved in the businesses that I'm um, involved with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, really worked out well. Uh, mm-hmm. I get to run the businesses, and they get to make it uh, function right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's perfect. Um, so when you started the the cattle feedlot, um, mm-hmm. wh- what direction did you end up going and why did you decide to go that direction? Well, uh, we started with the, the feed yard because that's what I grew up in. Yep. Okay. And grain, corn farming, uh, soybeans, and then uh, feeding cattle. Uh, did some cow-calf uh, work and then started my own cow herd for a while. Uh, didn't fit the right uh, buttons for me, uh, so we let that go. Uh, and then as we began to expand the feed yard, uh, I looked at using customers to help expand it. Mm-hmm. And of course, once you get to a certain point, you are under DEQ report, uh, guidelines. Mm-hmm. So we had to get the uh, per, uh, permits for the feed yard. Uh, and I always try to figure out how to do things without spending money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, an opportunity came along to bid the uh, grass clippings for the city of Columbus to compost those. Oh, my gosh. So uh, that... Uh, um, we started a composting business, taking uh, cattle waste and then uh, working with the city, taking yard waste, mm-hmm. blending the two together and making fertilizer and then selling that out. Um, oh, my gosh. And that actually kind of covered the cost of doing the uh, permitting process for the feed garden. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So then where did you go after that? Well, then uh, one of the things is we began to expand the feed yard. Uh, we had customers that were wanting to do risk management. So uh, Sarah uh, Eichmeyer, uh, mm-hmm. she's a uh, partner of one of my businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, and I both got uh, our uh, licenses for trading commodities, so we started uh, hedging uh, programs for, for feeders and, and local producers, and it kind of actually had more customers outside the area because of where our customer base was at. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So then right now where it was, so fast forward, however many years, so you're part of the chamber and then you own the Evans house. We have the Evans house. Okay. Uh, that was how that kind of came about was uh, one of the areas we started getting into. So we were licensed with the uh, surfing speed for a feed yard, as well as our uh, restaurant traditions in. Oh yes. And yep. Breakfast. Yep. That's my wife's project. Mm -hmm. And they asked if we could uh, feed cattle for the European market. And in order to do that, you have to get certified by the USDA and have a quality manual and show that how you're going to control these processes. Yeah. And uh, we did that. And uh, the, the packer called up and asked who did our paperwork because they needed some more done. Mm -hmm. And when I explained to them that I did it, I found out I was in a new business. Uh, so we certified 20 more other operations and launched uh, Samson Process Verified. Oh, my gosh. And that's the, what created our office to grow. And mm -hmm. so we were getting ready to build. Actually, built up by uh, Dual Lift. Okay, yeah. And uh, driving by the Evans house and thought, hmm, more fest for sale. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was. So, uh, was uh, it actually for sale or you reached out to them directly and they were interested it, it in was selling? Quietly for sale. Okay. Uh, and uh, so Chris Nelson yeah. uh, uh, contacted the owner, Dave Hughes. Okay. And we got that uh, set up and uh, actually uh, got it. You know, it was a reasonable purchase. Yeah. Yeah. And then that became my hobby of yes. trying to uh, remodel it to restore it back to its original ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing quite a bit even now, or last time I was there, you're doing a lot of renovations on the upper level with the bathroom or putting yep. a bathroom up there. Is that right? Putting a Well, it's the original bathroom. So okay. everything's there. We just have to put it back together. Just put it there. Yeah. <laughs> redo the floors <laughs> and redo the, the walls. And uh, so that's the last two rooms we're working on. Okay. And so what does the Evans house all have to do and, and have to offer even for the community? Okay. for the uh, So we, we kind of open it up to the community. One of the things we do is we have a, a, a little group that gets together back tonight mm -hmm. uh, and uh, just talk about ways of helping improve the community, things we could do to support it. Mm -hmm. That's what led to the Ramada Columbus. Oh, uh, we, uh, wow. We probably had one too many drinks that night. <laughs> thought this that might be starts. a good idea. That's how every great story starts, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. A lot, a lot of good things have done that way. Absolutely. And, yep. and it's been amazing the number of business connections that have happened through that yeah. group. Yeah. And uh, nothing formal. It's just something we mm -hmm. kind of get together. And, and uh, another uh, thing that came about through that group and, and also the hotels, Columbus in Action. And okay. that is an organization. It's a nonprofit. Uh, that uh, has put the bikes out in the community. Oh, wow. So there's four bikes to be rent uh, down at the hotel. Yeah. There's four at the Columbus Community Hospital and four mm -hmm. at the Wellness Center. Yeah. So this was a joint project between the Columbus in Action and the hospital. Uh, they provided yeah. a donation or the, the monies to put it together and then yeah. we operate it. Yeah. Oh, really? I did not realize yeah. that. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. And I <laughs> hear really good feedback. I actually, my in-laws were just saying that they had a blast doing it. They did it for like an yeah. hour and a half yeah. around town and it was a good time. So yeah. there's people enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at actually repositioning a few of the bikes to, to downtown. So it'd be available down there. Okay. And then uh, this summer, uh, we're trying to open up a collaborative center uh, at the old uh, Steffi uh, building, the service garage. Okay. Okay. So in there, uh, uh, we're participating with the two other tenants. Uh, one, which is Jordan, it's going to move the CPA office over there. Okay. Okay. And then we'll have a collaborative space in the middle with a gallery where people come in and work, uh, meet yeah. other people. Uh, there's a conference room, a podcasting yeah. room. Uh, really? And wow. so that people want to work there. Uh, and then also there'll be a, a tap room with the outdoor courtyard with pickleball courts. and Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we're, we're having wow. fun with that one right now. Yeah, I would say. Now it's almost like a um, 
hobby more than anything for you at this point in time. I'm a, I'm kind of guessing. Yeah. Ish. I mean, ish, but no, it, it, that's a fair statement because yeah. uh, that, you know, as I as our business has kind of matured, yeah. I'm able to kind of hand those off to some great staff and yeah. and of course uh, Brandon Jordan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then that lets me just start businesses and hand them off to somebody else. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you hear that all the time that people who are pretty successful, they start a business, they hand it off, they do another one or people retire. Entrepreneurs retire. Well, entrepreneurs don't Never ever retire. retire. No. They don't. They say they do. And then they're like, well, now I'm bored after, you know, three days of sitting around. So yep. I'm just going to go start another business. And I love hearing those stories. Yeah. That's that's the thing that scares the staff most is whenever I get you know things get slow then I find something else to do and yep. and they, they pay the price. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. they pick up the slack, yeah, right? They do. No, that's exactly that. So I always say that like once I get really comfortable with where I'm at and I kind of start getting bored, I'm like, okay, what else do I need to do? Mm-hmm. I need to do something else to kind of push myself, but then also to like stay engaged and entertained in all reality. And that's kind of how the whole Airbnb happened sure. for me. I was just, I was bored one day. I'm like, well, what else do I need to do right now? Cause I don't have enough on my plate, but I yeah. need, I was bored for like five minutes yeah. and then that just came about. And you know, so I'm sure that happens a lot with you guys. So tell me a little bit about uh, what the, the Steffi building. Uh-huh. So what, what exactly is that and how did that get started? Okay. Well, uh, we, of course there sits across the, the alley or not the alley, but the street from uh, the Evans house. Yep. Of course, my window looks right out at it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And it's sitting uh, there empty, and I just contacted the city, and then uh, they put together a request for proposals. So they owned it? They owned the it. The city owned it? Oh, okay. Owned it. Okay. So they put together a request for proposals, so anybody could uh, submit a request yes. uh, or a proposal for what to do with the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did select the one uh, that we, we presented to them. Nice. Okay. So that allowed us to purchase it, and that was part of the proposal, what the purchase price was. Yep. Yep. And the objective was just to add a, a element of for the quality of life for that in the downtown, mm-hmm. to a place for people to gather, mm-hmm. uh, to work, to network. Uh, that's one of the things I always felt has been very important in business is yeah. uh, networking and, and getting because you bump into people that you uh, don't think you have anything in common with. All yeah. of a sudden, it leads to a, yeah. a business or a, a uh, after a drink or two. After a drink or two, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you notice I said there's a tap room in there. <laughs> But honestly, that is, it really does. It just kind of helps open up that dialogue that people kind of are a little bit reserved. And then once you give them that liquid courage, I guess you could well, say. And even just if it's just snacks or yeah. it could be tea too. Mm-hmm. It's just, it gives that people a chance for people to get together, yeah. uh, talk and, and just uh, start exploring the ideas. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of moving parts with that because I'm, I'm sure that you'll have to probably have like a liquor license mm-hmm. and then a lot of other permits and stuff to be able to run and operate all of those businesses in one so we have someone that's looking at that okay and they're taking that as their own business mm-hmm. and they'll oh. uh, be buying into the bu- building itself nice okay uh, so they can have their and it's, it's a local entrepreneur and they're looking at uh you know getting more involved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh then the, the courtyard area with the, the pickleball courts and mm-hmm. outdoor seating and, and food truck yeah. and that become a common space where people can just come and and uh hang out and, oh my and, gosh and enjoy their their that's so cool. That is awesome. So when is your anticipated completion date? Or do you kind of have that yet or not? Uh, don't really have it. We're, we're finalizing the plans. Yeah. Uh, we got some things going on there. We got the uh, sprinkler system put in because that's one of the requirements for yeah. having a, a, a tap room in there. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's it's progressing. We're hoping that sometime this summer yeah. to get things opened up out there. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So have you just started the renovations at all? Yes. Uh, oh, you have. Okay. So I'm, I'm the, I, I, enough. I have another business now. It's called Demolition. 
<laughs> so, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm great at them. Are you looking for volunteers? Anybody? <laughs> well, I'm just about done. If you got a sledgehammer available, I mean, we got one more room to take out. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm great at demolition. I can't put things together. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I have others uh, that uh, do a very good job at that. And, oh my gosh. And it's kind of fun because the Evans house actually brought together all the different people and of course the we yes. did the remodeling at the ramada mm -hmm. uh, so i had a lot of contacts so i'm yeah. kind of uh, overseeing myself and yeah and everybody's patient with me yeah oh that's so cool i did not know anything about that do you have a name for the business it's uh it's columbus innovation center is the okay. the, the company that will own the building okay. and put things together and, okay and uh, so the innovation gallery will be in the center part yeah. And it'll be open, uh, like I said, uh, during the day. There'll be an, uh, like a membership fee. So if somebody wants to, just needs oh. an office for a day, yeah. they can pay us like maybe $20 yeah. and meet clients there. And, uh, and then, of course, at night, so we could have open up to like the art gallery if mm -hmm. they want to do a, a, a showing there mm -hmm. or if, uh, yeah, just receptions. Ah, you know, that things. is so cool. Yeah. That is really neat. I had no idea that was happening, but of course, that's what I mean. Like Columbus just has, there really yep. is a lot more to offer than what people think. And so hearing your story is awesome. So where did you get this idea? A long time ago, uh, Columbus had a uh, downtown business plan put together, um, say probably uh, oh, five, well, more than that, probably eight, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And part of it was having a uh, technology center so that people could work and then live downtown. Mm -hmm. And so that's always been in the back of my mind. And mm -hmm. uh, of course, I didn't quite get all the pieces of the technology center put together. Uh, but uh, there will be a, a managed service provider that's uh, an office out of there. And, uh, but it'll still be the collaborative space where entrepreneurship can kind of start to take root and, yeah. and hopefully uh, see what businesses grow out of that uh, place. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to hear about that. I like having everything in one location mm -hmm. just makes it a lot more convenient. Plus it's downtown and there's obviously a bunch of other businesses that they could kind of venture to, um, yeah. throughout the day too and evening. So that is amazing. Yeah. What else do you have? You know, uh, many things we, uh, we're still involved with organics. We still work with, uh, ADM and Hall sewage sludge, uh, from their plant. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, oh, so, you're still doing that? Yeah. Oh, you no, are? Not me personally. No, but yeah. you're part of the entity or business yeah. that helps that with that. that. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously you have the Ramada mm -hmm. and then Evan's house. Now, what what's all in the Evan's house? Uh, primarily our offices, Jordan's office right now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we actually live there. Mm oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we moved in a couple of years ago and we kind of live in the back corner. Yeah. And it's so big. It's it, like a maze. Like if yeah. anybody, if, if nobody's been in there, you don't realize how big it is until you're walking through and it just, it just keeps going. Yeah. It really does. It, yeah. For, for those who are first timers, that's, yeah. that's the common That's thing. how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Common <laughs> saying. But once you're in it for a while, it, the place shrinks. I'm sure. You know, you just got to know where you're going. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so we have uh, events that's uh, working on allowing, you know, having people that come in. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe like a reception or something on the third floor. And, mm -hmm. uh, and after Jordan moves out, we'll have the bunny club area uh, open back up. I think uh, some of the listeners may want to know a little bit more about the bunny club area. What was that? Uh, it was actually the, the first bunny club in the United States. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. And in fact, they sue Hugh Hefner uh, because they were the first. Oh, my uh, So there's actually a case law out there on the bunny club. Uh, that says be, the public associates the name with the uh, the rights uh, to the name more so than the, the first in line. Yeah. yeah. And so it was a uh, strip club back in the night from 1964 to 1972 uh, with a restaurant upstairs. And it was, 
you know, you say this nicer one. Yeah. Because yeah. people from uh, four or five states would uh, come in and, and uh, they'd be a lineup uh, waiting to come in uh, to go down there. And, oh, my gosh. And, uh, be a part of the bunny club. And, and it's, uh, we have some directories. So if you ever get a, a birthday card or, or anniversary yeah. card from us, you know why. Oh <laughs> you were at the bunny club. <laughs> You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool though. I did not realize that. I yeah. knew kind of what it was, but I didn't realize it was the first. Yeah. So, so why did it get shut down in 72? So in 72, uh, actually in August of 71, uh, they got raided for gambling. Oh. And yeah, uh, and they there's some neat stories, interesting stories about that. Oh my gosh. Uh, but then the gist of it is that the, their liquor license was renewed for April of 72. And uh, they couldn't get a liquor license. Oh, So that yeah. guy, you know, essentially shut him down. Yeah. One yeah. of the interesting things that people don't know much about is that yeah. at the time, uh, you think about what our culture is like today and look back about 50 years. Uh-huh. And so while the Bunny Club was operating down in the lower level, the Girl Scouts had their offices up above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, Role models, maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, it doesn't quite make sense, does it? <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. It all happens. But then, in the ironic uh, fashion as well, after the bunny club closed, all the counseling offices popped up up, up above. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. I yep. bet it has a ton of interesting stories just in yep. that entire building. There is, uh, you know, because there was Elks Lodge at one time, and oh, wow. uh, I didn't know that. Jail Peck and John Peck, uh, the presidents of uh, First National Bank here in Columbus, they actually lived up on the third floor. Really? Uh, when they first moved to Columbus. Oh my gosh! And yeah, so there's uh, just the people that have lived there, the the uh, businesses mm-hmm. that've been there. It, it's mm-hmm. it's really fascinating. I bet is that kind of what drew you to it? Just all the history that actually, it had. Actually, in the 1980s, uh, when it was first sale the first time. Yeah. Or actually, about the third time, uh, my wife and I looked at it for bed and breakfast. Really. And the work it was going to need at that time, we weren't in the financial position to take yeah. that that uh, load on, so yeah. we could pass by it. And yes. So it's always been kind of the back of our heads. Yeah, you've always uh, admired that building, yeah. and now you finally have it and yeah. live there, and the rest yeah. is history. Yeah, that's one of the interesting things about business is that yeah. uh, things always, if you're patient. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they come together. Eventually. Well, and if you stay in motion too, mm-hmm. I mean, it, patience, yes, but then like just continuously, like taking advantage of those opportunities that come up. Like you started out doing cattle, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you started out as farming, coming back to farm, coming back to Columbus to help out the family. And now you own several different businesses. You've actually separated yourself or sold the um, cattle feedlot mm-hmm. and you are now managing and operating I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve uh, no. businesses. <laughs> now you know you got bored with those, so now you got to create a new one. So I'm excited to hear about that one and yeah. definitely go there. So I guess through all of your changes and all of your ups and downs, as we all have, um, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you have received to help you professionally? Well, professionally, just the uh, willingness to learn and uh, a little bit of ignorance bliss. Or blissful ignorance, man, that's a better way to put it. Okay. Uh, because as, if you enter into things knowing everything, uh, you probably won't do it. Yeah. Uh, so you have to have just enough uh, confidence in yourself that uh, you don't know exactly what's going to go on, but you're, you're confident you can navigate through the waters and it'll turn out all right. Um, and, uh, you know, I've always got, taken the approach that a wrong decision is still better than no decision because you can always make a wrong decision right by working that way through it. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's just been fun. Uh, you get to meet a lot of people. Uh, and uh, it's uh, 
uh, there are various types of partnerships I have. It's just uh, never would have dreamt the possibility, you know, years ago of having them. Mm -hmm. But it's been very rewarding to to uh, go down this route. Yeah, yeah. Well, that quote right there is Scott Scott Miller. Um, we're going to definitely promote that a little bit. So <laughs> ignorance is bliss. No, I get what you're saying there, though. Um, but thank you so much for being on the show. And I appreciate you coming in and taking time out of your obviously very busy day and schedule to be here to talk to me and kind of promote everything that you have going on. Well, thank you for inviting me. And it's, uh, I'll be looking forward to hearing these more in the future. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Scott.